had some gear that was a very expensive gear um, that just frankly didn't live up to its standards you know and I mean I, I didn't own a deer rifle when I was 16 and so you know as I began to develop this company I wanted to produce top performing gear he, he designs for uh, US Special Forces a lot of the top militaries around the world and and he designed a mountain stealth most gear wilts to that challenge you know it doesn't stand up to it but the hard oh, the hard scrabble series super durable and it's held up to everything that I've thrown at it uh, the Wasatch base layer top it's a really good piece for that early season. You can roll the sleeves up, make it a t-shirt during the day. We always love to get feedback from our, um, for those that have, have worn Scree gear and, and even those that haven't. And uh, that's, that's something we take pretty seriously over here at Scree. Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Well, we're recording, so don't say anything super awkward or or do. That could be that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, let's hit the live video. We'll see if this comes on. What's up, everyone? We are live on Instagram, recording a podcast from uh, the Scree booth here in uh, at the International Sportsman's Expo in Sacramento. Sacramento, that's where we're at, right? Yes, sir. I haven't slept a lot, so I kind of forget. Sack town throwdown. <laughs> but uh, yeah, here with uh, Mike Nielsen of Scree and Mr. Ben Shed Crazy Dedamonte. Yes, sir. Um, talking a little bit about Scree and a little bit about hunting. So, uh, so I guess this will be episode 53 of the podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 53 of Living Country in the City. Um, so, Really quick, Ben, we've already introduced you a little bit on, uh, on episode 26 of the podcast, had you on, talked a little bit about shed hunting. Um, Mike, why don't you give us really quick, maybe just uh, a little bit of background on yourself and how you got, originally got into hunting in the outdoors. Sure, you bet. So, um, so I grew up in northern Utah uh, along the beautiful Wasatch Front, uh, you know, grew up hunting, you know, pheasants with my dad. My dad was a... My dad was a big bird hunter, um, and so yeah, I kind of grew up, uh, you know, chasing pheasants and and stuff. And uh, we did, we actually did, we did a little bit of deer hunting, um, not a lot. We were typically, you know, uh, would go out opening weekend, and that was really about it. Um, and when my dad was uh, when my dad was 16, it was his first year hunting. Um, he lucked into a really big buck, and there's 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 a really cool story behind that but um anyway that uh he, he killed this great non-typical mule deer and uh you know I just grew up coming home from school and looking up at those mule deer antlers and and really just you know dreaming about the day that I'd have the opportunity to take one of my own and so um that's really kind of kind of where where I got my my start with hunting is just you know like I said hunting with my dad and 
uh, when I was 15 years old, my family moved to uh, southern Utah. And, uh, of course, there's excellent, excellent big game hunting down there. Um, for those that know me, I'm very passionate about all kinds of hunting, but uh, specifically mule deer. And uh, so, anyway, that's uh, kind of a little bit about my, my history and um, how I got started in hunting. I mean, I grew up hunting. I, I haven't really known anything else. I mean, I, I cut my teeth on it, um, hunted with my dad from, you know, far back when I learned how to walk, so. Yeah, so uh, grew up hunting. How, uh, how then did you transition from, from that into uh, where, when, when was the start of, of Scree and the company and, and kind of how'd that come about? Right, so um, the, the idea for Scree probably happened, oh, probably six or seven years ago. Um, you know, I've been, been very blessed. Um, I've, I've started a few companies and hadn't been very blessed with, uh, uh, with how, how successful we've been with those companies. And that's kind of allowed me, you know, financially to kind of uh, travel around the world. And, and, you know, we've had the opportunity to hunt from... Alaska to Africa and of course um, all over the Rocky Mountain West. Anyway, I uh, some years ago a good friend and I were uh, hunting Alaska and uh, we backpacked for 18 days, man, and, and hunted out of backpacks and on a on a hunt that extends that long, it, it's really a true test of how good your gear is. And frankly, I had some gear that was. Uh, very expensive gear um, that just frankly didn't live up to its standards I mean uh, and so you know there were just some things that I felt like that I could do better um, about three years ago um, I decided to start an apparel company and uh, that scree was kind of born out of um, the wilderness uh, wilderness hunting and uh, has has evolved in in what we are today with our extreme layering systems Sounds good. So, Ben, when did you uh, originally start getting involved with Scree? Well, I've only been working with them on a professional level for a couple years now, but um, originally I bought it. Um, I, I heard about this product through Travis Roundy um, and through some other friends who were involved. And I went when they got some of the very first production products coming in. I went and bought it out of a garage in St. George. <laughs> I got my hands on it. I knew it was something I liked. I wanted to be affiliated with. But I also wanted to use it for a little while before I began a professional relationship with these guys. And I put it to work in the field. And I really, really liked the product. And I started working with it professionally. I guess it's been about a year and a half ago or so. Um, I uh, began to do a little bit of social media promotion with them. Um, and just have been uh, doing some of these shows, some of these expos. I helped them do some of the inventory and the moving of the warehouse when they, when they went from a garage to a warehouse and been there for the growth process. And um, I talk a lot about in my Instagram stuff and in my YouTube about uh, my philosophy on debt and, uh, and my personal stance on personal finance. And I just love this company because they fell right in line with what I've always believed, the way they've built this company from a small little thing that was ran out of a garage what it is today for me is an awesome testament of what kind of people are running this company so um i kind of came on board a while ago and i love it i don't i don't feel like i ever want to go anywhere it's a great great place to be for me so now you guys are uh, releasing the new pattern um but before we talk too much about the new pattern uh why don't we talk where did the 
kind of where did the inspiration from the the old uh, the original pattern come from? Right. So so with mountain stealth, that's one thing that uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I I said you know from that hunting trip, I I felt like there were some things um, that were missing in the industry, and one of those was I really I just really didn't feel like there was any um, any kind of real science behind concealment, um, and of course, you know when you when you look at the the men and women in the the armed forces, and you you know you look at um, you know how dangerous it is to be in the armed forces. Certainly, we want um, the men and women that protect our our country to um, to be safe, and and a big part of that is having um, concealment that works. And so, what we did is I sought out. Um, one of the top guys in the in the industry um, uh, that's a concealment expert. Um, this guy uh, he he designs for uh, U.S. Special Forces, a lot of the top militaries around the world. And uh, anyway, I uh, we partnered with him, and and he designed a uh, designed the mountain stealth um, concealment pattern, which excels in multiple habitat um, biomes. Um, I mean, we've tested it out in Africa. Um, Alaska, and of course, um, here where we live in the Rocky Mountain West. I mean, it's just really uh, a, a great uh, pattern. It's, it's, I call it a pattern, but it's really a, it's really a concealment algorithm. Um, there's true science behind it. Um, so anyway, that's, it, that, that's, how, that's how Mountain Stealth was born. And so now moving in from Mountain Stealth, uh, we're releasing uh, the new pattern. Yep, yep. So we're releasing Summit. Um, and that's one thing that we do here at Scree is we listen to our, our customers. And one of the one of the things that uh, many of our customers um, requested was that we come up with something that excels in more um, open habitat environments um, above timberline in the in the prairie country, or if you hit hunt open areas with stands of aspens and stands of pines and different things. So you know the the summit pattern. Um, was created for um, kind of as a universal pattern. Um, I mean, it excels in a lot of different biomes, a lot of different habitat environments. But uh, but anyway, yeah. I mean, we we wanted something um, for every uh, uh, concealment situation in the West, and and we feel like with with Summit and and Mountain Stealth that we fill all the gaps. Awesome. So now, what uh, Ben? What would you say some of your favorite pieces of gear? Uh, out of the lineup are uh, I, I'm a big fan of the hard scrabble series. Uh, the hard scrabble pant for me is the first thing that really like won me over as being a, just an amazing piece of gear. And the original pair of hard scrabbles that I bought, I have almost three years on those pants now, and uh, they're still holding up. I hunt, you know, I've told you in the past, I shed hunt full time and I put a hundred plus days a year on my gear. Most gear wilts to that challenge, you know. It doesn't stand up to it. But the hard, oh, the hard scrabble series, super durable, and it's held up to everything that I've thrown at it. So the hard scrabble pant, hard scrabble jacket, but some of these new pieces that they're launching for me are going to be awesome. Like that Kanadi hoodie, something I'm super excited about. Ninety-five percent merino, five percent spandex, just comfortable, nice performance piece that I can use for a hoodie in the field. I'm super, super excited about that piece. I'm excited to, I'm excited to try out that Kanadi hoodie. I. Uh I picked up a Kaibab uh, base layer, and I, I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, it's great. You know, I've been, I've been out in Arizona for the past few weeks, and, you know, it goes from fairly chilly to blazing hot in, in the course of a few hours. So 
it's nice being able to layer, but that uh, that Kanadi is was great. I just roll up the sleeves, un- unzip it a little bit, and suddenly I got a T-shirt. Right. Um, but I'm excited for. I wanted I wanted something that I could wear, something lighter but still a little warmer that I could wear underneath. So I'm excited to to give that new piece a try. Yeah. And it's a great piece too that can be worn, you know, either independently or as a next to skin layer. You know, it's great for that that mid to late season um, type hunting. But really, I mean, really, it could be even worn independently in the early season as well. So that's a great piece. I mean, it is a little bit heavier. It's 300 GSM, um, but uh, um, it's a great, you know, it's a great um, piece to add to your extreme layering kit. No, absolutely. So what uh, what would be good kit, say, for me in Arizona? You know, I'm still I'm still building out my kit. Uh, you know, right now I love I love my hard scrabble pants. Um, they're absolutely fantastic. I've been using those. I have the hard scrabble vest. I have the uh, the kaibab. Uh, wait, the kaibab's the yeah the the next to skin layer. Yeah, yeah, the quarter zip. I'm still I'm still learning all the names. <laughs> um, I have the kaibab. Um, and so maybe if I'm trying to put together a good good kit for going back out to Arizona for these these late season hunts where it still gets pretty chilly at night but warm during the day what would what would be maybe some some other essential pieces that i could i could look into grabbing right now i don't believe you mentioned the uinta pant right do you have that i don't the uh, the uinta pant no i i currently have the hard scrabble awesome so the uinta pant is an awesome pant so if you do a lot of uh um early season hunting or early season scouting uh for example in august july into you know, into mostly September, that UN is a great pant. And, you, of course, you know, if it gets a little chilly in the morning, you can layer under it with our next-to-skin layers, either in the Kayabab um, or in the Wasatch. But, yeah, that's a great early-season piece. But, frankly, you have a lot of the good pieces already. Um, you know, as, as Ben mentioned, uh, you know, probably the flagship, of, the flagship of our company is the Hard Scrabble Series. Um, you know, that is a good place to start if you're, you're wondering, you know, what pieces to start with. The hard scrabble jacket, hard scrabble pants, um, Wasatch ba- base layers are all a great place to, to get started. And we'll, we'll kind of span the gap of a lot of different hunting situations. Yeah. So we're actually, we're on Instagram live right here, and we're getting a, a couple of questions, it looks like. We're also, uh, Justice Nielsen wants, wants me to tell you hi, Ben. <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> um, so, uh, what would you guys recommend for a midsummer Arizona hunt? So, probably, uh, probably heading out uh, August uh, when, it's, when it's hitting 100 during the day. Right. What would be probably a good layering system for that to... I'm gonna I'm gonna defer this one to Ben because I think he's got some experience in it. Go ahead. And I bull hunt Utah in August all the time. Uh, hot weather stuff. My go-to is the Uinta pant, like you guys were just talking about before, because the ventilation, the airflow is everything. The air vents are built right into the fabric, and then you have hip vents as well, so you can get that breeze going through. I'm a big guy. I generate a lot of heat, and I need to <laughs> unload that heat somewhere. And then I would go with that Kayabab merino top, like you're saying, or else even the the Wasatch base layer top. It's a really good piece for that early season. You can roll the sleeves up, make it a T-shirt during the day. Really, I mean, that time of year, you want to wear the least amount of gear as possible because it's so hot, except for first thing in the morning. 
And so I would just stick with the standard pieces of the layering system. The hard scrabble jacket, I take one with me. I'll wear it for those little bit in the morning, and um, it has the big heat dump, the big heat vents in the armpits, and you can unzip those and get some of the core heat vented out. And so it's, uh, it's a good piece for that. But, you know, I don't think you can beat those Uinta pants. I don't think you can beat that Kayabab Merino for that time of year or the, the Wasatch base layer, which is also awesome for that stuff. So. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Gotcha. Let's see really quick. Let me take a look. Let's see if we got any more, any more questions. <laughs> We've got some people that are requesting a thornproof pant for Arizona hunting. A thornproof. Uh, something, uh, something maybe with a, uh, a reinforced rear end. I, if we're being if we're being completely honest, I wouldn't I wouldn't complain about having a reinforced rear end for uh, right. for Arizona. A, a glassing pant. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so we do have some kind of exciting news in regards to that. We are working currently on a new pant. Um, that's going to be be reinforced in the in the butt area, also in the in the crotch area and in the knee area. So um, so so look for that. It it will have um, it, it will have knee pads that are easily removable from the exterior, though. Okay. You, you don't have to flip them inside out. You can if you. I mean, because I know there's a lot of guys that like knee pads, and there's a lot of guys that don't. I'm kind of in the middle. I don't like to hike in knee pads. Um, but frankly, when I'm moving in for a stock, it's nice to have some knee pads. Also, when you're dressing an animal out, man, it's, I mean, it's, it's really a really valuable tool to have knee pads. Um, so anyway, that pant is probably going to be released hopefully sometime about uh, um, probably just before the archery season, we hope. Um, we're still working out some details on that, and we've got our team of athletes that are they're certainly a, a big part of that uh, producing that pant so um, we, we loved we love listening to our customers man uh, it's it's a, you know it's important what they have to say and so yeah we always love to get feedback from our um, for those that have, have worn scree gear and, and even those that haven't and uh, that's that's something we take pretty seriously over here at scree so now if people are uh have been using Scree Gear, some of the customers already. What is the best way to uh, reach out? Is it just on the website be like, hey, you know, I had a few thoughts about how this piece could be improved or anything like that? Is it just best to uh, reach out contact info on the website? A- absolutely. Best, best thing to do is, is to send us an email. And uh, the one thing that we do um, is we log everything. If, if someone has a, a, a problem or a suggestion or anything like that, we log that, and so when we visit with our manufacturers, I mean, all of that stuff is is taken into consideration um, as we as we improve if, if the quality, the durability, um, as we uh, um, you know add new features to the product. So, yeah, absolutely. Just send us an email. We love to hear what you have to say. 
Awesome. And yeah, and I I know uh, after after my Idaho hunt, I put I put my my hard scrabble pants and the the rain gear and a lot of these pieces just through through some pretty gnarly gnarly stuff and conditions. And I I you know you quickly learn when you're in awful heinous conditions what uh, what works and what doesn't and right. what you know what you can improve on or you know swap out uh, sure. for a different piece and. I definitely, you know, I reached out. I talked with uh, Mike Wan, uh, and you know, I, I think I, I sent the the poor guy probably a, a page and a half of a uh, feedback, and you know, ninety percent of it was positive, and there was just a few pieces that I'm like, hey, I would love this, or I wish I, you know, I wish I thought about this, and um, and yeah, no, the uh, the response from him was super positive, and um, it's always nice just as a consumer to to when you send feedback and things like that to know there's somebody listening on the on the other end of the line but well they're deaf we're definitely listening and we uh you know that's that's a big part of our business model going forward is that w- that we listen um to the people that wear our gear and uh you know we we love that they're involved in the development of new pieces so is the uh is this new pant that's coming out is that going to be coming out in both uh the mountain stealth and the summit Yes, of so. course. Yep. Um, so, what else? We talked a little bit about the patterns. What else would you guys say really makes Scree unique? Why, you know, if, if you know, what's what's the sales pitch? What would you really, what would you really tell someone to, to sell them on, right. on Scree gear? Right. So it kind of goes back to my roots as a kid. Um, I know I talked a little bit about this in the beginning, but. You know, I remember what it was, you know, I, I grew up in a big family, man. There was seven kids, a lot of, lot of mouths to feed. Um, I mean, I had parents that were good people, worked hard, but, you know, at the end of the day, there wasn't a lot of money to go around, and, and I remember what it was like to be young and, and poor and love to hunt but not be able to afford really any of the gear. I mean, heck, I remember when I was 16 years old, it was, it, you know, back then you, could hunt, you couldn't hunt until you were 16. They later changed it to 14 and then 12, but... Um, back when I was a kid, I remember scrambling before the deer hunt to try and find a rifle that I could borrow. And I was usually in competition with like my brothers, I'd fight, you know, to find a rifle that I could borrow from an uncle or a or dad or something, you know, and I mean, I, I didn't own a deer rifle when I was 16. And so, um, I remember what it's, what, what it was like to be, to be, uh, you know, young and poor, and not have all this kind of equipment. And so, um, you know, as I, began to develop this company, I wanted to produce um, top performing gear. And there's a lot of great gear out there. I mean, let's just be honest about that. There's some great companies out there. Um, but what, what I wanted was not only top performing gear, but gear that's, that's priced responsibly, um, that you get all the features um, and benefits and performance that you expect out of high quality gear. I wanted all that, but I wanted it to be responsibly priced and and the idea well scree was born out of that whole idea and uh and that's that's where we uh we feel like we're really unique now we are direct to consumer there's there's other companies that that are also direct to consumer so that doesn't necessarily um, make us unique but it does allow us to keep the price points where they are responsible and where you know where guys that are very serious about hunting um can afford to, to to have top quality gear um to to pursue you know to pursue their passion 
And uh, so anyway, that's, that's really how, how this company got started, and that's something that, that uh, you know, as we design new pieces, that's always at the forefront. I mean, there's no, um, there's no compromise in quality, but y- y- we always take into consideration, you know, is this, is, is this stuff top-end gear, and is it responsibly priced? And I, I definitely know from the perspective of a new hunter and someone that's just kind of, I, you know, I'm building out my gear. And it, when you're coming into it, especially if you don't know anyone that hunts, if you don't have any, any friends that you're going out with or, you know, an uncle or a dad that has gear for you to borrow or that has, has purchased stuff for you, you're buying everything. I mean, and, and, you know, once again, you know, you invest in the gear you can afford and you kind of just work harder for the rest of it but having something feeling that you can as a as a new hunter there's a lot of confidence that's built in feeling like you can go out and buy top quality gear and and still afford it and not have it you know completely break the bank and i i really appreciate that's honestly one of the biggest things that that i gravitated towards when i when i saw scree and um and it's you know I can go out and feel like okay, I'm going to be comfortable. I'm going to you know I'm I'm going to have gear that's not going to fall apart on me, but I'm also going to still be able to afford a tag at the end of the day. So I definitely that was one of the huge things that gravitated that I gravitated towards with with Scree. Um, so Ben, you're uh, you're recently out in Arizona putting your scree gear to the test how did how did that go for you it went really well i mean i don't know if you guys had a chance to catch up on uh what i've been doing on youtube there's a youtube video up of my hunt in arizona and it went really well i had a really good time out there a really good hunt it was one of those situations like you're talking about really cold in the morning really warm in the afternoon you know that's kind of the way the weather's been this year in arizona but the gear worked perfectly i was actually sitting in a ground blind on a pond for a good majority of my hunt and um, I think the, car, the, the color of this gear, this mountain stealth pattern, is a little bit darker pattern. And when you're sitting in the shadow in a blind, I feel like it just does tremendously well. Um, the deer that I, was, I ended up harvesting came to the water. He was completely unaware that I was anywhere in the vicinity. He came down and drank. And I was able to put an arrow in that deer before he ever knew I existed. And for me, that's the biggest thing to make a clean and an ethical kill on an animal ideally you don't want him to know that you're there and to be within 25 yards of a deer and have him not know I was there was just a perfect scenario for me and uh, I was able to make a clean quick kill on that deer in spite of the fact that uh, I was so close to him you know and and he could have very easily seen me it was very it was a good it was a good hunt Um, I also did some spot and stalk on that hunt in the the tall sagebrush um, and I was able to get within bow range of another deer that I probably should have killed (laughs) but uh, I I flung an arrow at him I had what I felt was like a really high percentage shot and uh, he dug his heels into the ground and spun and my arrow went right in front of his chest so it's just one of the things that happens to us as bow hunters but man it was a it was a great time and I felt like the gear performed well I've never had it in a situation where I feel like it didn't perform for me so so what was the what was the kit you took like what was your your head to toe kit uh, as far as as far so as the scree gear I take I have the whole layering system and pretty much by and large I take it with me when I go it wasn't a backcountry hunt I was able to have my truck there with me so weight wasn't an issue um, but the day that I uh, took my deer I was wearing the hard scrabble pant um, and I was also wearing just uh, I believe I was wearing the alpine tee and then I had the mad trapper hoodie um, over the top of it. 
because, uh, one, for sun protection, because the sun was kind of coming and going. I was getting a little bit of sun. I didn't want to get sunburned, so I had long sleeve. And then also for the concealment factor. And uh, so that's what I was wearing that day. I wasn't wearing base layer because of the warmth and the temperatures. But in that hunt previously, I did wear the Kaibab, um, Kaibab base layer. And I also, I always sleep in the base layer because it's like the warmest pajamas. And then you don't get caught up in them while you're sleeping like you would with sweatpants or anything like that. I sleep outside a lot in a sleeping bag. And they're like the best. I call them my screejamas. Yeah. And <laughs> if you them. see, I, if you see, if you see Ben, you might see Ben down at the local Walmart, walking around in those things, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, the know. leggings. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My wife said I'm not allowed to go out of the house in them anymore for the neighbor's yeah. sake. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, I've, I've had my fair share of, of nights sleeping in various levels of the scree, the scree gear, yeah. and. It never, never an issue. I think during my Arizona hunt, I was pretty much, I was so tired by the end of the day that I just pretty much had everything on, vest, uh, the hard scrabble pants, everything just climbed in. My, I barely was able to take my boots off, I swear. Yeah. But uh, no, they were definitely super comfortable, had no issues sleeping in them. And especially if you're, if you're somewhere like my Idaho hunt uh-huh. and you know, you're getting the cuffs, uh, you know, your pants soaked or whatever, whatever it may be, you know, from hiking through snow, you want to be sleeping in those pants because you want them to dry out. And that was just never, never an issue the whole time yeah. I was out there. Good. So say somebody, uh, somebody like myself, uh, was like, okay, I'm still, you know, I, I, I want to go hunting a few times this year. You know, maybe I want to, I want to chase some mule deer in Idaho or, you know, or, and then I want to go do some, some late stuff in Arizona. I don't have a ton of money. I want to, I want to get just a few basic pieces that will kind of cover me right. as, as broad as possible. Um, what, what, would be, what would you say is like maybe the starter kit for someone that, right. that can't afford the, the whole thing? Sure. But uh, Well, there's, I mean, we have some bundles, um, and uh, the Rocky Mountain bundle is a great, a great bundle. But, you know, for someone that's just wanting to get going, just get started, I mean, you got to be really careful because in the Rocky Mountains, as you know, I mean, the weather can change in an instant. I mean, you can have 60-degree temperatures one day, and the next day you can have a, um, 10 inches of snow in the mountains. I mean, it happens actually quite frequently and so you got to be i'm very well aware (laughs) of of how quickly (laughs) that can change and it it can and and frankly it can be deadly if you're not prepared i mean that's why we have gear of course we want to be want to be able to stay out in the field longer but but ultimately we can end up in situations where it's a matter of of life or death or survival but anyway to to get back to your um answering your question i mean the hard scrabble jacket is 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 a no-brainer um, it's a great, it's a great jacket. Um, it's it's got the micro fleece in it, um, and it's bonded to a um, a, a soft shell face fabric. It's it's DWR coated, which means it's water resistant. It's not waterproof. You need to get our rain gear to have something a waterproof shell. But that's a great piece. Um, I would add a, a, at least an insulation layer of some kind. Um, probably uh, you know probably the hard scrabble vest, and then the hard scrabble pant. I mean, as, as Ben mentioned in the beginning, I think the hard scrabble kit which consists of those three items the hard scrabble pant the hard scrabble jacket and the hard scrabble vest is a great place to start um and you know and i i think would certainly be uh affordable to you know to most guys that are just getting going absolutely i can i can definitely echo that 
that hard scrabble vest is probably my favorite piece. That's that's my piece that I like just wear around. Yeah, um, yeah. it's very stylish. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta look the part, right? That's right. No, I love it, and you know, I mean, I love you know being in LA. I I I just love wearing camo that's obviously not like the the army camo that you see. You know, right, like it's right. like super trendy to wear. Um, I love wearing like actual technical hunting camo yeah. around. Around statement. Los Angeles because it makes yeah. a statement. It's right. very between a, a giant, uh, <laughs> yeah, between a giant uh, American flag tattoo on my arm and uh, and that it tends to right. I, I get some draw stares. draw attention. Yeah, it's fun. It's uh, I've gotten I've gotten some people uh, that have it, a four letter word conversation starter. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That has happened a few times. Yeah. But, so, people want to check out Scree online. Where are they headed? www.screegear.com. And uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's a great shopping experience. Um, I mean, like I said, a good place to start would be to check out our bundles. Um, I do, I do like that picks. you have those yes. listed out. That's, it's definitely, let me echo that again. Um, it's, you've got, you know, you can buy everything individually. You can piece it out. You can sort it a million different ways, but... For someone that doesn't really know what they need, you guys have it listed out pretty nice where you can just kind of click and pick really Absolutely. Really and, of course, people can always call the 1-800 number. Um, it's a toll-free number. It's listed on our website. And, I mean, if you have any questions whatsoever, you know, be sure and give us a call, and we'll help you, you, know, we'll help you get started. We'll make sure you get all the right pieces. So now for those that, that don't really know, what, is, uh, what does the name Scree mean? So scree is basically, uh, you know, if you've if you've ever hunted in the in the West, you've probably crossed the what what they call a scree slide. Uh, a lot of people just call them a rock slide. Um, it's basically a pile of rocks that have um, fallen off a cliff face uh, that over you know hundreds of years, thousands of years. There's water and and that water freezes into ice and and then it turns to ice and then it cracks and it falls off into into piles and so. That's basically uh, that's basically what scree is, and I've 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 crossed plenty of those in in my days from Alaska to, to uh, um, you know uh, throughout the Rocky Mountain West, and so we thought that was a pretty uh, pretty fitting name to uh, to describe the ruggedness of our our equipment. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. Including Calorie Smart Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Sounds good. Uh, we do have one more question here from the Instagram Live. Uh, Warpig Moi uh, is asking if there's a military discount. 
Yes, we do have a veterans discount, and you can just go. You can go right online at the bottom of the home page. Just click on that, fill out that information, and then they'll we'll send you a discount code for our our, our military. Awesome. Yep. So. As we're winding down, uh, you know, this podcast is generally targeted at folks like myself that, that are just getting into, into hunting, may not have a background in it. Um, so say somebody came up to you and, and said, you know, hey, I want to I get into hunting. I want to get into the outdoors. Um, but I'm, I'm just, there's so much to learn, so much to do. I, I'm really intimidated by this. Well, what either words of wisdom or advice or recommendations would you give to them? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Um, last week at the... Uh at the Denver Expo, I actually had this exact conversation with a with a lady that um, works with uh, with youth that are trying to get youth involved in hunting. And you know, as you know, I mean, hunting um, it's just by and large it's just not getting passed on to the next generation. And you know, one of the things that we talked about people that are that are you know want to want to go hunting, want to experience. Um, you know, hunting here in the Rocky Mountain West, it is, it's kind of intimidating. Like, you know, where do I, where do I get started? What kind of, do I, do I want a bow hunt? Do I want a rifle hunt? And, uh, you know, I just want those individuals to know that, um, you know, there's, there's, there's programs, there's groups, there's places, you know, places that you can go, um, to get involved. Um, highly recommend one of the best, best things to do is, is start with a, a hunter safety course, those are generally offered um, in in most towns. Uh, that that's a great place to get started. But as far as in terms of gear, I mean, yeah, don't hesitate to give us a call. I mean, we love to love to walk you through that process and 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 help you out. So awesome. So Ben, you've already answered this question before, but I'm going to make you make you answer it again. All right. What would what would you say to the person that feels uh, too intimidated to get into the outdoors? I would just say that. All that intimidation that you're feeling, it's not from people that you probably want to associate with anyway. The people in this industry who are making differences, the people who are working hard, they encourage others, they build each other up. And I think that there are plenty of sources for that, for positivity in the industry. You just seek those out. You block the negativity out and seek out the positivity, and um, you'll be able to find people who help you find success. Um, it's a long road. It's full of hiccups. Sam, you know, I mean... Getting in the hunting world from a zero hunting experience standpoint, it's hard work, it's difficult, but it can be fun if you make it fun. And I also would just say to anybody, don't be afraid to look dumb. Don't be afraid to try things and fail. And uh, if you keep doing that, eventually you start to succeed and you'll learn more and more. I know it sounds like, like a stupid motivational speaker or something, but really like, just stick with it, keep going, don't listen to the negativity, and don't worry about looking a certain way or doing things a certain way. Do what feels right for you and what coincides with your personal code of ethics, and you'll find success. And the hunting community is just, I mean, as, as Ben mentioned, the hunting community is just awesome. I mean, there's, there's, there's not a group of people that I'd rather be around and be associated with. You know, look, we're all into, everybody's into hunting for di- different reasons. Some guys are trophy hunters. Some guys are meat hunters. You know, some guys, you know, there, there's... You know, there is a, a large segment of people that literally go out into the woods every year with a rifle or a bow with no intentions on killing anything at all. I mean, it's not about, you know, I think, I think the, hunting, um, the hunting industry, hunters as a whole, get, get a bad rap as it's, it's a blood sport. And you know what? It's, it's, it's not. That's not what it's about. It's about being out in, in God's creation um, with people that you love, your friends, your family, um, 
you know, it's 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 about it's about the the passion, the chase. But you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of these guys that don't they don't ever harvest an animal. And uh, you know, I just want to let let people know it's 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 not about it's not about harvesting an animal. It's about spending time in the outdoors with the people you love and and just enjoying God's creation and and uh, you know the, these these beautiful creatures that He's created and that we have the privilege to hunt. But you know, for me, um, you know, I am a trophy hunter and I'm also a meat hunter. Um, and uh, you know, there's there's nothing like providing uh, lean, clean protein for your family. And uh, um, anyway, that's you know that's some of the reasons why I hunt. But you know, like like Ben has mentioned, I mean, don't be intimidated um, by it. Just you know, just get your feet wet. Uh, like I said, the the hunting community we love to embrace new hunters, and I think you'll I think you'll find that if you give it a try. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's some, some really good advice from both of you. Uh, the hunting community is a great group of people. I mean, I'm, I'm the first person to attest to that. Like, running this podcast, I've gotten, gotten to talk with some of the best people imaginable and just down to earth. I mean, I think that's honestly why this whole thing became a hunting podcast. Originally, I was going to talk about country music and off-roading and shoot, just going out shooting guns and kind of anything country, if you right. will, but it really just, I, I fell in love with the hunting community and the people in it, and everyone just makes themselves so accessible and is so willing to help anyone that wants to learn that, you know, that's kind of why this turned into what it did. Um, and I want to thank you guys for uh, sharing your time. Thanks for hopping on the podcast. Yeah, you bet. You bet. It's an honor, here. Sam. Thank you. All right, folks, that'll do it for episode 53 of Living Country in the City. Um, We are going to log off here on the Instagram Live. Make sure you check out the show notes page. That'll be at livingcountryinthecity.com slash 53. I'll have links up for everything with Scree Gear, uh, all the socials, and everything for uh, Mr. Shed Crazy over here. And uh, we will talk to you all soon. Keep it country, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at livingcountryinthecity.com.